Welcome to CLCC Online. We pray that this message draws you towards Jesus and strengthens your walk with Him. We believe that we were meant to do life in community. So if you live in the Fraser Valley area, we would love to get you connected into the family. Find everything you need at clcc.ca. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. It's great to see you. <laughs> Thank you for welcoming us into your home. We're continuing on in our churchwide initiative series about heart issues that could really take you out if you don't consider carefully the condition of your heart. Today, I want to talk about greed. I owe me. There's, there's all kinds of heart diseases that we've been talking about, things like guilt and anger. We're going to talk about jealousy and fear. And all of those kinds of heart diseases are rather obvious. But the heart disease I want to talk about today, greed, isn't as obvious. It's not easy to spot in the mirror uh, because it hides behind virtues. We use excuses for our greed. We, we say things like this, you know, I'm just careful with money. You know, what's wrong with that? I'm a good planner, we say, and, and it's good to be a good planner. And we say, I, I like to save for a rainy day, and, and that's a good thing. I really know how to get a bargain, some of us say, and, and that's probably a good thing too. And some say, well, you know, I'm not giving to those who might squander God's money. As if we're not really giving the Lord the money, we're really just investing it in what we want to invest in to see our kinds of results. But all of these are really excuses that, that really cover up this, this problem that we have with being generous. Because all of these excuses mean that we're really not living generous lifestyles. And I, I think more than anything else, we see in Scripture that Jesus warned us about this and encouraged us to live generous lives. Now, Jesus tells a story to show us the root cause of greed. Uh, he, he's telling a story to show us that behind the behavior, there's a bigger issue that we need to watch out for. The story is told in Luke chapter 12, verses 13 to 21. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus. Now at this part of the story as you're reading it, I, I don't think most of us see anything wrong with what the guy's doing. I mean, he seems like a, a prudent guy. He, he's had a great crop. He is, he is going to build a bigger barn. He's going to store his crop. He's going to save for a rainy day. And, and most of us, if this was a friend of ours, most of us would have congratulated him. Well done. Good going. We would have been happy for the guy. But we're going to find out in our story that Jesus is not pleased with him at all. I wonder why. What's going on? The man says, and I'll say to myself, 
You have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would help us as we think about greed and we think about this disease that can so easily infect our hearts and, and cause us not to be generous. And, and uh, Lord, I just pray that you would reveal the, the core issues, the issues behind the kinds of behaviors that we sometimes demonstrate so that we can live our lives pleasing to you, that our hearts would be in good shape. In your name we pray. Amen. So Jesus calls the wealthy farmer in our story a fool. Now, he's not a garden variety kind of fool. He's a special kind of fool. He, he, he's in a category all by himself in terms of foolishness. You see, the Bible talks about two kinds of fools. The first kind is mentioned in Psalm chapter 14, verse 1. It says this, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. We might call this theoretical atheism. This is the guy who can look out at the stars at night, who can see a newborn baby, he can see the wonders of the world around him and say, eh, it all just happened. There's no designer. There's no God. The Bible calls that fellow a fool. He is blinded to the wonder, to the mystery, to the design in all of creation. So that's one kind of fool the Bible talks about. It's a theoretical atheist. But Jesus is talking about a different kind of fool. He's naming this guy a fool of a different category. Now, this is probably a nice Jewish man. He's not an atheist. His neighbors would have said, oh, yeah, um, Abraham, he's, he's a great guy. Great guy, goes to the synagogue, uh, obeys all the, the rituals. Uh, he, he, he goes to the temple once a year, makes his sacrifice, uh, obeys the laws. Even, you know, he, he's just a nice, kind Jewish man. And, and um, he's a wealthy man, but he's just a good fellow. Not an atheist. But... He's acting like an atheist. And this is Jesus' problem with him. He's what we might call a practical atheist. Not an atheist theoretically, but an atheist in the way he behaves, in the atheist in the way he's living. He is acting as if there's no God. And Jesus sniffs this out in the story and points it out to us. And that makes him just as much a fool as the person who does not believe in God. The wealthy farmer makes two blunders that indicate his greed, his foolishness. First of all, he has lived his life with no need for God. He is a self-made man. Do you notice that he doesn't thank God for the wonderful crop, for the bounteous supply, for the ability to build new barns? No, he doesn't. He does not think about needy neighbors. And, and by the way, there's no first fruits giving. Uh, good Jewish people took the first part of their crop, the first fruit, the first 10% of the crop, and they gave it to the Lord as a sacrifice to him, as, a, as an indication that God owns everything. And we're just returning a portion of it to him and we're living on the rest. There's no idea here of, 
of re-sowing some of the generosity that God has brought him into the lives of others because we know in, in the scripture, Jesus teaches us about that. He says that when he blesses us, when he brings good things in our lives, it's so that we can sow into the lives of others. And if we sow sparingly, we'll reap sparingly. But if we sow richly into the lives and generously in the lives of us, we are going to reap richly. Instead, he hoards his wealth instead of replanting it or sharing it or being generous. He uses I six times and my five times in six verses. In other words, he's saying what is mine is mine and I have a lot more coming. I have earned it. I owe me. This is the story he's telling himself. And, and by the way, all greedy people have a story to tell themselves. Perhaps it's a ch deprived childhood. We've all heard this kind of story. Oh, well, uh, they're, they're so miserly because they had a deprived childhood and, and in that childhood they couldn't have anything and so now as adults they try to just grab everything because they're afraid of, of being at a, in a time in their lives when they won't have anything. I've heard those stories. I've also heard people that have been brought up in very deprived situations that have learned to be generous because they have learned the secret of blessing others and living a generous life. And that is to truly believe that God is a provider. Or maybe the story is, now it's my turn. Maybe they felt that as children or as young adults, they, they saw their friends, or maybe their relatives get rich and enjoy the luxury of wealth. And, and they're saying, oh, now, now it's my turn to get as much as I can. This is my opportunity to make it in the world. Or, or maybe they've been bullied as, as a child or as a young adult, and, and, and now they're saying, you know what? I'll show them. I'm showing them my worth by my wealth, by my position. So the more I get, the better I look, and the more I can say, you're wrong about me. Everybody has a story to tell. You have to be careful about those stories if you don't include God in the story. For the rich fool, he talked about my crops, my barns, my grain, my good, and myself. It reveals that the man in his possessions are inseparable. It reveals utter selfishness. And in fact, when you think about it, this is exactly the opposite to Christianity. As followers of Jesus, we're supposed to be the most generous people in the world. We're supposed to be thinking of others before ourselves, as Jesus did, as his demonstration for us on the cross. All of our possessions, all of our wealth, all of our stuff, after all, does not bring security. It can be gone in a moment. It's God who we put our trust in. In the message, Eugene Peterson says, that's what happens when you fill your barn with self and not with God. I'd put it another way. If your retirement savings plan is greater than your treasures in heaven, you're living as a practical atheist. Now, his second blunder is that he believed the future was his to control. Remember, the first blunder is that he ignores God in his provision and in his generosity. The second blunder here is that he believes that his future is his to control. Plenty of good things now, laid up for many years. I'll take life easy. I'll eat, drink, and be merry. Maybe he hasn't read James chapter 4 in the epistle. 
James, the half-brother of the Lord, says, Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go out to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this and do that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. Now, I think James, in writing his epistle, has this very parable in mind when he says that we don't know what will happen tomorrow and that our lives are simply a mist that appear for a little while and then vanish. Now, Jesus did not say, let's, let's be clear, Jesus did not say, shun earthly wealth. You can be greedy whether you're rich or whether you're poor. You can be generous whether you're poor or whether you're rich. It has to do with the attitude of your heart. It has to do with your attitude towards God. He's not saying don't make provision for the future. He's not saying don't enjoy life. He does say time and time again that God is the owner of everything. And that we're just the managers. We're just the stewards of all that he has given us, loaned us, we might say. And we will have to give an account to him of how we have used those things he has given into our hands. Jesus says, but this is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. Isn't that an interesting phrase? Rich toward God. So the contrast is between being miserly or being greedy and being rich toward God. I think that this is really a comment on another one of Jesus' sayings in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, where he says that we are to store up treasures in heaven, not on earth. Tithing, generous giving, is a greed buster. It's the kind of behavior that's the antidote to greed. Our generous giving really reflects our understanding that God is in charge of everything and that God looks after our future because we don't know how the future will unfold. We don't know even that we'll live to retirement, but we know that God is in charge of the future and that he loves us. So instead of being miserly or greedy or using excuses, we should give more. We should care more. We should listen more. After all, this is the kind of community that we want to create, and this is the kind of community that we want to live in, a generous community, a community that sees God as being in charge of everything and sees God as holding the future and being the one who can provide for our every need. Avoid greed. It will take you out. Remember, Greed is hard to see in the mirror. Remember, the Lord is not all about you. It's important to keep him in the center. Remember, the future belongs to him. He directs it. Greed is a problem revealed in our behavior. The bigger issue, bigger than greed, bigger than than generosity, the big issue is our understanding of who God is. 
You know, when you take a step back from the text for a moment and you think about it, you realize that Jesus is kind of being harsh here. You know, where is the gentle Jesus, meek and mild? Uh, the prayer of our childhood, our bedtime prayer. Did you pray this? Gentle Jesus, meek and mild, look upon this little child. Pity my simplicity, teach me, Lord, to come to thee. Where is the gentle Jesus, meek and mild here? He, you know, what's going on? Is he, is he being grouchy? Uh, he's pretty stern about this. He's, he's stern with the, with the fellow who wants him to arbitrate with his brothers regarding his inheritance. He sniffs out greed in that. And he's really tough on this, on this rich farmer. He calls him a fool. He says he's going to die that night. His soul will be required of him. Well, I think throughout Scripture, Jesus tells us this is a really important issue. How we handle what God has given us. This is a message to all of us rich North Americans. And if you're hearing me, if you're seeing me talk, I think 95% of the people who are listening to me are wealthy. Wealthy in world terms. Wealthy in, in just about every imaginable way. We have a lot of stuff. Are we rich toward God? Are we really concerned that we are living out our lives, demonstrating our trust in Him, demonstrating our gratitude to Him, and demonstrating the understanding that He holds our future and He can provide for us? Sometimes we think of greedy people like Scrooge McDuck <laughs> in the cartoon series where, where he's laying in his vault and he's, he's swimming and basking in all of his money and, and he's saying, well, that's what a greedy person like. The greedy people don't look like that. Greedy people make all kinds of excuses that sound like really good things, but in fact, they're really not being generous. They're not being rich towards God. Let's beware. Let's be careful. Let's make sure that our behavior is such that we demonstrate that we believe in God, that we trust God, and we follow him. Let's pray. So, Father, this is convicting when we read this story uh, because uh, just about all of us are wealthy. We have a lot of stuff in our barns. And, Lord, I, I pray that you would help us to understand that you want us to store up treasures in heaven and that you will take care of us if we give generously if we sow generously, if we consider the needs of others, if we consider you and bring you into our plans. Forgive us, Lord, for at times we succumb to the temptations of this world and we consume a little more on ourselves than we really need to. Help us not to be like the rich fool. Help us always to keep you in mind. You, the great provider. You, the one who determines our destiny. We thank you, Lord, for us. Help us to take time to evaluate the conditions of our hearts and in worship and in adoration, yield our hearts up to you. Yes, Lord, examine our hearts. See if there's any wicked way in us and lead us in the way everlasting. In your name we pray, amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. If you are looking to get connected, we are one church in multiple locations. Our Aldergrove campus meets at Parkside Elementary School Sundays at 1030. Our Abbotsford campus has three services each Sunday, 830, 10, and 1130. We would love to see you at one of our in-person gatherings. If you would like to financially support us, you can always give 
at csec.ca slash give. See you later.